Today on the ZabeCast, NASCAR has not been very relevant in terms of the casual sports fan for a while. Let's hope it doesn't dominate the news now for all the wrong reasons. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. Why Jordan was our generation's spirit animal, plus the NBA All-Star Game, Slam Dunk Contest, and more. Your bonus, 45 minutes of me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! It turns Ryan Newman around, upside down he goes. Corey LaJoy coming along, making contact. Blaney tried the top side, tried to get low. Ryan Newman goes around, and the car goes to its roof, and here's the on-rushing Corey LaJoy picking it up and over. We'll uh, give you further updates on Ryan. And that was how last night unfolded Tuesday, February 18, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Notorious J.A.Y. is going to come on in just a minute or two. As of this hour, as of this taping, word and news on Ryan Newman is still very scarce, is still very limited, if at all. And much like the celebration by Denny Hamlin in Victory Lane, which some were quick to criticize as how dare they do that, given the serious condition that Ryan Newman was in, this is a similar circumstance in which I had scheduled tonight to record the Zabecast at 9 o'clock. And this bit of news, this uh, hopefully not tragic uh, bit of news has come across the sports world as we are facing the unimaginable yet again on the final lap at Daytona with a NASCAR star. Let's hope it works out as of right now, though. No further information, so we must press on. All right, with that said, let's go ahead, see what Notorious J.A.Y. is up to. And he's given me the, are we doing this tonight thing? Come on, Jay. You were going to get about another five minutes, and I was going to say, we're done. (laughs) Oh, man. That is harsh. Excuse me for trying to see if NASCAR has had to. That's what I was looking at. I know. And I had to open the show here. I had to open the Zabecast saying, look, this is not unlike Denny Hamlin celebrating in Victory Lane. I've got to do. A funny, lively, up-tempo show and do some fuck that guys when we could have a serious sports news story on our hands. Nothing we, we could still, do, right? We still don't know if uh, Ryan Newman is, is still uh, is he, is he alive. Is he alive, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay, all right. I'm I mean, looking at Twitter and I can't uh, see nothing. Is it possible that if it's been at least this long, that's better it's than... not good. Well, you, you don't think it's not good? With them taking this long, because I remember they taking this long for Dale Senior. How long did that take? Do you remember? And I, I remember like three or four hours later. Three hours, huh? Yeah. Wow. Of course, different day and age now, Jay, where stuff gets out quicker, and so we'll have to see That's about true. this. 
That's true. But you know, this is uh, this is the nature of NASCAR. Everybody loves to see the wrecks. You hate to see the injuries and or the deaths, which are fairly rare. And when I was uh, you know getting in the car, I was went out to dinner with uh, uh, my daughter, my uh, younger daughter, and we came back. I turned on the radio, and I heard the reports. And my daughter said to me very astutely, do drivers die in NASCAR frequently? And I said, not now they don't. No, because they made the, well, made the cars safer. Yeah, safer cars, slower cars, safer barriers, the Hans device, all that stuff since Dale Earnhardt's passing. Right, the harness, yeah, everything is made to be safer for the driver, but still you're going 190 miles an hour. Right. And so is everyone else. Exactly. And I, I told her and you know, like, like most dads, or at least like my dad does daughter asks simple question. Dad buries her in fucking knowledge. She doesn't need (laughs) nor want. right here comes, here comes what I call the data lanch of information. (laughs) All she needed was yes or no. <laughs> right. Instead, here's the data lanch of information. I'm going to flex on her about all I know. And I start explaining restrictor plate races and yeah. short tracks versus super speedway. And I mentioned, and I can't remember who this was. I said, you know, uh, sweetheart, once upon a time, they had no limits on the cars at super speedways. And they got up to speeds approaching 210 miles an hour or maybe 212. And then one race, a car flew right out of the track. And they said, holy shit, we better slow these cars down on the 2.5 mile tryovers. Right? Do you remember which car flew out of the track? I think it was at Talladega. I want to say it was at Talladega. I think you're 100% correct. And I do remember that happening. And then they were like, okay, we've got to put a hold on this now. Right. And then they invented things like the flaps that come up when cars end up going backwards, and all that stuff. Oh, God, I hope this turns out okay. That said, as I'm watching the race today, it Ooh. dawned on me with Scott Lynn. I said, remember when you, used to, when you and I used to talk NASCAR on the regular with Michelle Rahal, our friend? Michelle Rahal, that's right. Remember that's when we nice used to get ever. into the minutia and the nuances of templates and whether or not the Fords had an advantage? Over the Chevys, and is Toyota going to be a real uh, competitor in this thing? And who's squeezing out more horsepower? And what about the driver dynamics and the different teams and the owners? We were all into it. Yes. What happened, Jay? What happened? Why have I? NASCAR just went away. I don't know who pushed NASCAR out because it was slowly inching baseball out of the way. No. Yeah. I remember this day, and I'll never forget this. I went to a Baltimore Ravens game in 2004, whatever. And at that game, somebody had a portable television. And there were like 30 guys scrunched up around this portable television watching a NASCAR race. And I was Un- like, this this is serious. Unbelievable. And yeah. you, you, Jay, have always been... Like the Willie T. Ribs of my <laughs> friends, <laughs> as the most knowledge, <laughs> as the most knowledgeable black guy that likes NASCAR. <laughs> Did 
Willie T. Ribs. That is awesome. Oh, that's an old school brother driver. <laughs> Willie T. Ribs. Exactly. Because it, it, was, it was a fun sport to go watch it live. People who sit and watch it on TV are still going to say, you're idiots. But if you go live, <sighs> there's nothing better than watching a net. Two things. Is there nothing better? Because I've been to a couple NASCAR races live, and I was unimpressed. Oh, no. I, I loved it. Two things that are great. The sheer noise of the cars and beers are $4. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's why. Uh, yeah, I mean that's part of it. I just think that when NASCAR was super hot, circa this is like 2004, 2005. It was. I think it was out. even hotter in 01, 02. Okay. And obviously, we had star more star drivers after Earnhardt died. I mean, look, Earnhardt's death in 01 gave the sport a boost. There's no denying it. As macabre and ghoulish as it may sound, that's the truth. But you still had Jeff Gordon in his prime and and a bunch of other exciting drivers. And I don't know, maybe it was just sort of faddish that it rose up on the sports landscape. Like, um, like you know what it was? It was like you know Zumba. It was like? it was like Zumba or Cold Stone Creamery, where after a while you go. What, wait, what, what am I doing here? Like, why do I got to watch somebody smash my ice cream around? This sucks. I'm out. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what NASCAR is like. NASCAR in 2001 is like now people liking EPL soccer. Oh. And, and giving a shit about <laughs> the, the, I don't know, what, what is the, the, the whatever cup, UEFA cup. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's like that. I, I think I'm going to get back into NASCAR this year. Why okay. the hell not? Somebody said that Sprint sponsorship of the circuit back in like seven years ago was $70 million per year. Mm-hmm. And now the spo- the Monster Energy, because they're the title sponsor, is $20 million. Ooh. Driver salaries, driver salaries have gone, gone way down. down, except but, for a handful of guys. But Sprint was doing some... I, I, I know I told you after coming back from a race, they had this thing where you could rent earphones and you could listen in to your favorite driver's channel sure. during the race. Sure. And that was like, I was like, it'd be like we went to a, you know, a Steeler game and they gave me earphones and I could hear them calling plays. Right. It was the coolest thing ever. It was like these guys were like kind of one step ahead. And that I don't know what happened, how it became Badish, like the hula hoop. But here's here's the thing, though, about me and NASCAR. And you say going to a race is great, and you can have those headphones. So you're listening to one driver's channel, and every so often you'll hear. I can't be able to get that my tires. Yep, Roger that. And on TV, Jay, they will edit out, and they'll just give you the best. They've got people listening to every car's conversation, and only if there's a good snippet. Do they then bring it to the broadcast? So they kind of curate it for you. So on TV, you're going to hear, I'll put that son of a bitch, Jeff Gordon, into the wall next turn, okay? <laughs> and you're like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and and another and, uh, and speaking of you know broadcast, I got to sit with, uh, was it MRN, Motor Racing? Yeah, Motor yeah. Racing Network at, at a Richmond race because I was you know with the producer of the radio – 
to watch them put that together because they had four people at the track and they would go to each turn like boom, boom, boom. That was incredible. It right. was like it was seamless the way the guy did it. Yeah. No, and I mean the whole production value for a NASCAR race is incredible with the cameras in the cars, on the bumpers, on the oh, back and- windows. In the pits, the ISO cams, the slow-mos and everything. It's really I, something. It's too bad. I, I want the sport to thrive, but I understand that it may have just sort of peaked as a bit of a fad in the late 90s, early 2000s, and now it's back to its level that it probably lives at. Chris Myers let me sit in the Hollywood Hotel with him. Oh, my God. Do you remember those days? I do. It was, it was, um, oh my God, what, what's the legendary racer that was, oh my God, we had him on our show. He, he does the, the color for Daryl uh, Waltrip. Daryl Waltrip could DW been anymore. Let boogity, boogity, his, boogity. Let's go racing. Let me use his binoculars. <laughs> he did? Was, yes. I'm sitting up there and he's like, wow. you know, look, yeah, it was, uh, the people there were the NASCAR people are as nice as it can be. Oh yeah, yeah they 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 understood how to grease the sponsors. They were great with the media. You know who's uh, big tied in with NASCAR now, and it seems like an odd fit. And I got some thoughts on it, but Barstool Sports. Eh, I can I can see that. Oh no, Portnoy El Presidente is pushing the NASCAR thing big, and I know. I know for a fucking fact that him as a chowd from Boston doesn't give nothing about yeah. Knows nothing, doesn't give two shits. But I know that NASCAR went to them because they've got that younger dude bro demo that NASCAR definitely wants to hook into for the next generation. And so they've been willing to give access, if not maybe money or cross promotion to Barstool. So it's smart. But I know he doesn't give a shit about it, you know? Yeah. This guy won't. I don't know if that, that's going to because they've got the the uh, Saturdays is for uh, Saturdays for the it's, guys. It's for the boys. Saturday, college football. That's kind of their thing. I don't know if you, NASCAR has a has a place at that table. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know about that. That, that may not go over well. All right, before we get into the Astros debacle from soup to nuts, start to finish, everything involved. I'm sure we're going to talk the greatest NBA All Star game ever, the we greatest are, NBA All Star weekend ever. We are. We're going to talk about the dunk contest, the all-star game, and a whole lot more. But first, Michael Jeffrey Jordan turned 57 years old today. So there was a lot of retrospect. I mean, it's it's an odd number. It's not 60. The 60th will be a big one. But I'm watching old Jordan highlights. And I don't know about you, but, I mean, that's that's forever my guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. My guy's. Your guy, too, because we're the same age. So Well, I I wasn't a Jordan fan. Because. I was a Maryland Terrapin fan right. and a New York Knicks fan. So I hated Jordan, but he was our guy to go, God damn, he's the best we've ever seen. Yeah. So what, for those younger listeners that don't know, what made Jordan so motherfucking alpha? He was going to rip your fucking heart out. That's right. what you knew. And it, it's a... If, in a playoff series, and if it was, well, he never got to Game Seven. But Game <laughs> Five, Game Five on the closeout, you knew he was going to get about twenty-seven points, have about ten boards and three or four assists, and a, and a couple of steals to just rip 
your heart out. And you couldn't like, stop him yet. Couldn't stop him. Here's what I like, and this is a generational thing, okay? First of all, no tattoos. Secondly, he didn't take himself that seriously. He was thick-skinned. He didn't worry about what people might be saying about him. Of course, few people had anything bad to say about him. Then again, it's the non-social media age, pre-internet age, and so he didn't have to deal with that. Maybe he would have been different otherwise. He could both cut your heart out and at the same time wink at you and smile like, you know what, I'm here to cut your heart out, but I'm still very telegenic. I am a Hollywood star on top of being a badass. Remember the time he winked at Matumbo and shot a free throw with his eyes closed? Say oh, this yeah. one's for you, Matumbo. Well, also the time in Utah when uh, one, one of the fans in the front row was getting on him because he dunked on Scott Hastings, I'm guessing. Right. And and the, the, the fan was like, pick on somebody your own size. Next time down, Jordan dunks on Mel Turpin. <laughs> right. And then looks at the fan and goes, is he big is, enough? Is he, he big he's, enough? He's such, right. He's such an asshole. Right. He was a fucking asshole. When... <laughs> When jo- when Jordan would get hot like he did against the Trailblazers in the finals and hit all those threes in a row, and then he turned to the scorer's table and the TV announcers and shrugged like, well, I'm hot. What are you going to do? That's the sort of, I'm not that into myself, but I know I'm a badass that made Jordan so different from the current generation. I remember seeing, and this I was in my 20s, so I was able to go out and drink. And this was the night that LeBradford Smith dropped 40 on Jordan. Okay. Remember? Remember LeBradford Smith of the Bullets, Louisville. Uh, then two nights later, Jordan got him back with like 54. Right. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, asshole. Yeah, Watch this. Right. You right. had your night. And it might have been him. Like, he always might have scored 30. But it was a number that people didn't put on Jordan. Right. And then Jordan was like, "Alrighty, I'm going to see you again." They told stories about um, he hated. Oh God, what was the guy who played for the Bulls before he got there? Oh, no. the guy who played for Reggie the Theus. Bulls, Reggie Theus. Yeah. Reggie Theus was the guy. Jordan hated Reggie Theus. Slick shooting, Jerry Cole, curl Jerry wearing, curl, yeah, LV, yeah, right. And they said, um, <laughs> they said one night. He was counting backwards, and he started at 50 that he was going to get on Theus. <laughs> and, he, and he hit 50. And he, it just yeah. – like him and Bird are my two favorite because shit talker and – But they were selective him. shit talkers. Like, okay, so Jordan, you know, has that dunk. I think it was over Starks. I forget who it was. Just a complete posterization. Ewing. Ewing. Okay. Ewing baseline. Right. Yes. But, you know, when he would dunk on somebody, the most he might give you is a quick chirp and then he'd turn and go back up court or maybe just a brief pause to look down at you as you're on the floor and then turn around. Like, he didn't have to do any more than that. He wasn't into all these look at me and crotch chop this and sign, you know. The the modern generation is just a lot different. He was old school through and through. They wouldn't understand that he just would dunk and just run back. Right, exactly. <laughs> run back on defense. Right. But, I mean, what a record. Six titles, most in the modern era since Wilt never racked up a, a trillion. Seven. Never played a game seven. Never lost an NBA Finals. And threw away a good chunk of his career 
to go try to hit curveballs in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Or or served a quiet suspension for his ties to gambling interests. Aren't aren't you a gambling uh, theorist? Aren't and that your thing? I I you mean like a conspiracy theorist? I I, I say isn't that your thing that Jordan got kicked? I, I think you, no, I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I'm saying that is out there. Okay. What about you? I, David Stern, Lord knows what was going on. David Stern was a little shady. Okay. I loved him though. Best, the best uh, commissioner of any sport we've ever seen, but he was a little shady. So okay, that, I'm still saying I'm still saying the the uh, next lottery with Patrick Ewing was rigged. Okay, that said, let's talk All Star Game, shall we? Yes, we shall. So I'm watching it at Gate Eight Twenty One of the General Mitchell Airport in Milwaukee, ready to fly home on Sunday night after my week in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And by the way, more than one person said, "Wouldn't it be great to get Jay on this trip?" Oh, my God. I love the guys of Milwaukee and gals. Would you come on the trip next year? I would. Well, okay. it's during, during session. It's kind of tough. Okay. It'd be a tough one. Right. Yeah. By the way, uh, Zave Vegas is on. Would you like to come out to Zave Vegas? Is that going to – is that that's the second week of the tournament, right? It is Friday the 27th of March, which is we're – gonna, We're going to have to talk about that. Okay. i got to see what the schedule looks like. Okay. I have – some budget to compensate you for your travels. We're going we're, we're to charge will be there. Oh, Mr. X see, will be there. I'm telling you, you, you're not to let this go to your head or to have you do a holdout on me for more money. I'm not holding no. to go from zero to something. <laughs> zero to 10, but you are easily the most beloved guy on the Zabe cast. Just saying, no, but I'm just, if, if if the schedule permits, I can do it, but that's a tough one. Okay. So, All-Star Game. I'm watching with a sound, unfortunately, down. And I'm watching the Kobe tributes. And I'm blown away at the amazing stagecraft and presentation. The huge digital jumbotron. The imagery they, they chose. The highlight packages. The moving Jennifer Hudson uh, song, which I couldn't hear, but I'm sure it was wonderful. Yes, And the powerful emotion and the players there respectfully standing uh, as Kobe is remembered and the, and the fog that comes shooting out and the players and the introductions. And then, of course, the broadcast introduction with the giant table of Chicago, a 3D model, which was just all plain white, like a very kind of an artsy kind of a thing, with Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, with, I believe, who was the drummer that was in that intro? Buddy Guy might be the one, or, or not I a think that not a drummer, Buddy guitarist. Guy. Buddy oh, Guy. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna let me stop lying. I don't okay, know. there there was there was a musician. Uh, there was Common. And, well, if, you, if you're going to ask me, is Common a great rap? Common is a great hip hop artist. There all right, go. how about Chance the Rapper? Chance the Rapper, great hip hop. Okay, artist. so they were they were both around the circle, and then. As they're talking about East Side, West Side, South Side, all that stuff. Uh, no East Side in Chicago; it's the lake. But whatever, the North Side, South Side, whatever. Uh, Obama thrown into the mix. Great addition, right? And he's riffing on Chicago and him remembering, you know, Michael Jordan when he played. And it's a very slickly produced open, and it spills out into, okay, it's time for basketball. And I'm like, yes, this is great. Then the fucking uncontested layup lines begin. 
and was, it, it, it got out of hand in the first quarter. No, you're right. You're right. It kills me, Jay, because they don't have to play that half-assed. We found that out in the fourth quarter, didn't we? But it's uh, it's always been, you know, first I, three quarters we play like we want to. I know. And then the, and then the fourth quarter we get serious. I remember once uh, Isaiah Thomas talking shit to Derek Harper at the line. He was about to ice a game. They're like, they were taking it that seriously that they were about to fight in an all-star game. You remember those, that, huh? Yes. Those, those days are over except for yesterday. Well, that's the except, thing. It, it yeah. was fun to see these guys compete somewhat hard, at least for a quarter. Now, a 44-minute fourth quarter, that's going to be a problem if we do that for four of those. That's a three-hour basketball game. How At about minimum. If we just make the game, we put a limit on the score. First one Does to what? Seem... 50? No, first one to 157 okay. in the whole game. You could do that. I I just want I want the guy I don't they don't have to play full out. They don't have to close like close line each other. Just play you know, play within 90% of your full capacity. That's all. I don't but know why that's so hard. After each other on defense. Giannis blocking LeBron multiple yeah. times. Giannis can is I, oh, the best. God, he's the I, oh, best. Can I give you a hot take? Yeah, please. Can 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 Giannis close out games? Oh, here we go. Can he close out games? He's a big man. Big men because don't close. You know, he's a big, he's a pseudo big man. You could have given him the ball at the top of the key and let him go to work. Didn't see him really. He was giving the ball to Kemba Walker, and why the fuck was Kyle Lowry on the floor? And it was just, yeah. it was, you know, the best player for his team was Joel Embiid. And I know. Quarter. He was giving them everything they wanted. Isn't it, funny, much from isn't it funny that, you know, they ripped him for this horrible selection of his team? And then, you no, know, it was really close in the end? That's true. But they needed one. If he'd have had one more good guard. By the way, I hate James Harden. I I, I, I do too. The way he pl- the way he plays is just it's so unesthetically pleasing to me. I hate it. I'm oh. not. I can't. I, can, I can't think of another NBA player who I can attribute who, how much I dislike watching him play. Can you? No, it's hard. Maybe to... Alex English. He was <laughs> ugly too. Maybe because it was just. Alex Angel, we get the ball on the low block, dribble, 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 dribble. Adrian Dantley. Adrian Dantley right. was ugly to watch. Right. So, I, yeah, like that. My stance on Harden is simple. He's great. You can have him. He's it's great. Not, yeah. He's great. You can him. have him. He does nothing for me. He's won nothing. He's, in my opinion, never going to win nothing. And I know that's a double negative. And he is literally a, yeah, he's great. You can have him. I've always felt that way about Carmelo. And I had to yeah, hear. I like, I like Melo. Yeah, it's Baltimore born, of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, here's the thing about Carmelo. I can't take being lectured by people about how great he is and how I just don't get it. I just Greatest. same thing for James Harden. You know, oh, you just you don't you know you don't like. And by the way, Houston Rocket Twitter is almost as annoying right now as Houston Astro Twitter. Really annoying. I mean, they'll come at you like a fucking beehive. What's, what can they come at you with? I mean, oh, they just two titles from the 90s. What? You, you haven't. You guys Jay? won 3-1. Three, three, Lost. Jay. I don't hear anything from you people. Jay, go on Twitter and just fire out there. James Harden is criminally overrated. 
I've had enough. And then watch the bees come pouring out of the hole in the side of your house. <laughs> uh, one thing about Carmelo, the greatest uh, international player in our lifetime. Oh, shut up. It's true. Oh, why? Because he's played in a ton of Olympics? He's, he has the most points ever in international basketball. <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> hey, how about that? <laughs> that is I, the I, mother I am, of hey, am, how about that? I am a Carmelo Stan. <laughs> you are. <That's> a, <laughs> I am a Carmelo Stan. I guess, I'm not going to deny it. I guess like him, you don't value defense at all. Okay, fair enough. So the All-Star game was good. Shaka Khan's anthem, go. Oh, my God, Shaka. I thought Fergie. No, no. I thought it could get no worse than Carl Lewis. And then Shaka Khan said, hey, hold my wine. And that was the worst thing ever. <laughs> and she is a icon. Yeah. What the fuck was she thinking? I mean, it was like I understood what Fergie was trying to do, mm-hmm. even though it, it came off bad. Mm-hmm. But Shaka Khan was she was off key. Was she high? I, I don't I don't know what the problem was on that one. Yeah. It was God it was God awful. Question. I never want to hear that again. Question. Did somebody approve that rendition? Or did Shaka you know Khan knock it out straight and they go, Okay, you've got the gig and then she decides, All right, watch this shit. I don't think there's someone who says, Let me hear what you're going to do. I think they just go, We got Shaka Khan. How can we how can Shaka Khan mess this up? Hey, He's an icon. We got Shaka Khan. Do you need the words? Right. No. We got, we got All Shaka right. Khan. Cool. Why do I need to listen to Shaka Khan? I know what she's going to do. I've heard I feel for you. Would it there be go. Would it be insulting if you were to ask her? Yes, it would. She'd be like, yes. oh, wait, I got to audition for this? Fuck off. I'm yeah, Shaka, Shaka Khan. Khan. Yeah, she's from Chicago. She doesn't have to know. There was, there was no auditioning. Okay. But the person whose job that was, they got called into the carpet, I'm sure, on Monday morning. Yeah. All right, dunk contest, go. Uh, it was the four greatest dunks. I, I saw the four greatest dunks in my lifetime in one round. And which were those? Uh, the, the two by, um, oh, my God. Gordon uh, and the two Gordon. by uh, yeah. the guy from the Heat that nobody even knows, Derek Jones right. Jr. Daryl Jones Jr., yes. Derek I, Jones Jr. Derek Jr. They, they were, uh, even Pat Connaughton had one that yeah. people missed because you couldn't see it slow motion, but he hit it off the backboard and between his legs. Off right. The, it was. It looked like he hitched it. It looked <laughs> like he white guy dunked it where he nestled it against the rim and then just rolled it over and hung on the rim afterwards. Yeah. No, that was, I mean, if they had not had Dwight Howard, it would have been a perfect dunk contest. Yeah, Dwight he Howard. Just, that mean, he just mucked it up. Oh, uh, hey, uh, I'm going to do the cape thing again. Is that cool? Yeah. Ooh. Hey, uh, by the yeah. way, I'm going to do the cape, and I'm going to put Kobe's number on because, you know, it's very sad. Yeah. All right, Even where are my points? Yeah. <laughs> what a, but they a... should have just let it go after the second overtime. I mean, the, the first overtime. They should just said, that's it. I feel bad for Aaron Gordon because he's been in two remarkable dunk contests. Yeah, he, said, was, I, he said, I feel they, like I should have two titles. They're like, you're going to come back next year to exactly- – no, he's not, no. Yeah, he said, no, that's a wrap. He's like, I should have two already. Yeah. And and how about Dwayne Wade being the one to fuck it up by giving him a nine? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the one guy who knew what the hell he was looking at, right? Because, well, they had Candace Parker. They had oh, Candace uh, Parker, they had Common, Dwayne, and then they, they had Black Parker. Panther. They had Black Panther. <laughs> I mean, that's the contest. Chad, Chad McBoseman. Yes. 
whatever. The, the, the biggest heist in the history of the world, I used to think, was was a D.B. Cooper. Yeah. I now believe it's how the fuck did Sheldon Williams impregnate Candace Parker? <laughs> how did that happen? Because you think Candace Parker is fine as wine. Oh my God, she's she's model fine. She's she's actress fine. Is she hotter than Kari Champion? No longer on ESPN. Much to my dismay. Ooh. That's a push. Push. Okay. That's after a push. A lot of review right there. That's that. Yeah. That's but but that that was like because I kept. We were, I was with a bunch of guys. We were watching it, and somebody brought that up, and we all just stopped and laughed and said, "How did that happen?" And so somebody said, "Duke sorcery." That's what happened. Who's uh, yeah. who's who's she married to? She was married. She had, she was married to and had a kid with Sheldon Williams. Remember Sheldon Williams, the the big headed center for Duke. Oh, with the uh, aggressive forehead. Oh no, that was Cadillac yes. Williams. Oh, well, no, Sheldon had a... a, a oh, oh my God, I'm looking at Sheldon Williams now. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, love knows no bounds. There's no scorecard for that. True. But that said, I got to be honest, Jay, I believe Candace Parker is headed towards a, a, a little town later in life Uh-oh. called Uh-oh. Wendy Williamsburg. Oh, no. Wait, Did you just that say mean? that? Yeah, she's she's she look she looks like she will be Wendy Williams in twenty five years with twenty pounds. Middle age, take a look. I see the same facial sort of. I'm looking at one picture of her smiling. And I'm like, oh, that looks like Wendy Williams or Will oh. at some point. Okay, all right. Uh, so I'm looking at. Uh, by the way, is Derek Jones Jr. not the most perfect? generic black guy name <laughs> much like craig smith is the perfect generic white guy <laughs> name <laughs> uh, hi what's your name uh derek jones oh nice to meet you <laughs> what's your name craig smith nice yes, to meet you i'm here for lacrosse practice <laughs> right exactly uh derek jones i'm like shit I, I should know where he came from and where I he was drafted. UNLV. And he was undrafted. I think he played in the G League. Probably, yeah. And I'm looking at the one dunk where he goes under the legs and his eyeballs are literally at the rim height. Every year we say the same thing. There's no more dunks to do. Not true. And I really... I really think this year they broke the dunk contest. There's nothing. No, I mean, as Aaron Gordon jumped over Taco Fall, that should have just ended it right there. How about the reverse spinorama with Aaron Jones cradling it and yeah. how smoothly he windmilled that down? You're saying that's been done before? But I'm, No, I'm not saying. I'm saying where can we go after this year? Somebody in my lifetime will do a front flip dunk. Okay. Midair, and land on his feet like a cat, and of course, all my uh, all my Wisconsin homeboys watching the dunk contest were getting up in arms about Connaughton getting robbed on that first one, which he, you know, it was a terrible score. It was it should have been higher, but I said you do know he's the warm up act, right? Like you do know he really has no place in this contest, right? There's always one guy that's like, eh, get out of here. And I said, 
I said, I said, look at the body types of both uh, Jones and of Gordon, and look at the way they explode. Where have you ever seen a white guy with that same body type and explosiveness? Right, it doesn't I mean, exist. It really, I mean, it really doesn't. Some good Rex Chapman. Okay, Rex uh, was Brent, a decent approximation of it. Brent Barry, kinda. So Kinda, who but the, who won the goddamn thing? I know, but Jay, here's By the, the thing. By the way, and and Pat Connaughton, they said on numerous occasions because I believe it was in the contract, he had the best vertical uh, leap of anybody in the contest. Bullshit. That's what they said. He said his 44 inch vertical leap was the best in the contest. Well, okay. And by the way, I was and and my last thing, I'm still pissed that Pat Connaughton took the Orioles' money. He should be on the mound. <laughs> Given a six and two thirds, yeah, Duncan. Yeah, so you could go from forty-one wins to forty-seven wins. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's speaking of baseball. Let's pivot to baseball. Your thoughts on Carlos Correa telling Cody Bellinger to shut the fuck up? He was going to be my fuck that guy. Correa. I would have to, yeah, but then I would have to give it to the. There's no team. I know you hated the Golden State Warriors. You hated them. No. Not there's true. No, there's no team hated more in sports. There, there, there will be no team hated more in sports for the next 10 years than the Houston Astros from the, the 2017 on. Oh, They're yeah. They're going to be the most hated team we've ever seen. Oh, I, I agree because – and my stance is now changing. My first stance was, ah, you can't take away the series. It's too complicated at that point. You set a dangerous precedent. I don't see how you could do it. And then I heard the Astros talk for a week. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Go tie that trophy to your back bumper and pull out of their, their training complex with it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I love Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker is, is he grew up or he played in the, in the era where you got dotted if you did something wrong. And for him to put out a, 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 a early warning – I really hope nobody throws at us. Yeah. That was that was kind of because I would dot their eyes every time I saw them. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And uh, apparently there's already a line out in Vegas. 83 and a half plunkings is what they believe the Astros are going to take this year. And this is even after Manfred, that corporate shill and coward, um, you know, put on a tour de force of stupid on Sunday afternoon. Y- yes, he did. Yes, he did. God, I, he's a, he's a more he's terrible. He's as bad as Goodell. The guy from hockey. Oh God, yeah. Bettman. Yeah, Bettman. Bettman's bad yeah. too. But here's the thing on Correa, and I'm going to play this audio for you in just a second. Um, his you heard his explanation of why he doesn't. Uh, or you heard his explanation of what uh, the owner said, Jim Crane. Yes, and, and his explanation as to why. It was like uh, understandable. He didn't quite get the whole thing about how hard it is at a baseball. Yeah. Okay. Here it is, right here. This is this is crazy talk on steroids. Take a listen. It happened, but when he talked to us in the investigation, he told us that we had immunity in order for all the players to talk. Money he could buy the Houston Astros. Oh, here we go. That being said, if somebody grants you immunity then they can take that back and just punish you after they told you that you have immunity. So, you know, he, he's calling our owner weak. Our owner, he's calling weak. A guy that came to the United States with 10 bucks 
made so much money that he could buy the Houston Astros, didn't know about what was going on early in 2017, and you're going to sit there because he's trying his best to protect our organization and, uh, and well, apologize. He said, he said that he didn't think what you guys did affected the games. I know. And but you we all know that it affected the games. You've got to understand that he's not a baseball player like we are. You're around baseball all the time. You talk to us all the time, Ken. <laughs> I know for a fact as a player that if I know what's coming, I'm going to have an advantage. Sure. Yeah. But he doesn't stand up there and hit. So that's his excuse, Jay. Yeah. But by the way, first of all, Jim Crane is from this country. Second of all, Jim Crane played baseball. He was not that. I think he played like low A ball. Are you serious? Yeah, Jim Crane. Ah! <laughs> so Correa was wrong about his own fucking owner. Like, yeah. he's just an old man with a lot of money. He doesn't know no. how hard it is to hit a baseball. What a fucking no. excuse this is. He goes on for another minute. Listen. He just knows that hitting is just hard. You know what I mean? So when you think hitting is hard, you think that even if you know what's coming, it's hard. Because he doesn't play baseball, Can he's not around the game like you are. You talk to all of us. I tell you, I was looking for this pitch. I was looking for that. And you know if I'm looking for a pitch? At this point, you're like, dude, you protest too much. Too much, yes. Like, you don't have to explain how baseball works. We're not morons, right? I got a better chance of hitting it. So his statement that day... He's not a baseball player, Ken. He's an owner. God, I pray to God you're right, Jay, that Jim Crane did play high A ball at some point. That'd be fantastic. I, I, I know he played. He played in college. And I'm, I'm, I How about this? He... How about this? What billionaire owner who owns a baseball team doesn't understand that knowing the signs would help? <laughs> Nobody. Seriously. He's an owner. He hires people to do the job for him. <laughs> but as the owner, he has to show his face and sit up there and talk to the media. All right, but we all know as players that yeah we do have an advantage. But as an owner that doesn't play the game of baseball at this level, that is not uh -huh. asking questions around like mm -hmm. all the reporters are to the players, mm -hmm. he don't know what kind of advantage you have by knowing <laughs> because from afar yeah. it looks hard. Yeah, and then of course the Altuve tattoo excuse came out over the weekend. Oh, uh, another great one. Yeah, and I'm like this shit is bordering on the Aurora Borealis localized in your kitchen. Principal Skinner, really. It's steamed ham's level of bullshit. So we'll see. What inning of this scandal do you think we are in? Ken Burns baseball style. Uh, inning seven, because I know this buzzer thing is not going away. Somebody's got somebody's to blow the lid on that one. Yeah, I, I think, think the white, that's the white whale. I think it's out there. I don't know if it's going to wash up on the shore dead, bloated, or if somebody's going to catch the white whale. But I think it's got to be out there. I don't buy that. And people are like, well, how would they even do that? And it took me five minutes to find a little buzzing watch that they uh, sell to parents with kids who have autism that need to be sort of buzzed to stop talking about certain things or reset their brain. And there's sex toys, too. There's, like, buzzing panties, apparently, that have remote controls. Do you know that, Jay? Hmm? No, I don't know that. I'm glad I don't know that. Well, I'm you might want to buy one for your girl. Buy a pair of buzzing panties. Um, <laughs> Give her a little thrill way, from across the room or right. while she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Altuve splits are remarkable. That's enough to, for you to go, I yeah, listen. there's a problem here. The problem is you dig into the numbers. You can always find contradictory evidence. 
And that's what Correa was going through in the first nine minutes of this piece with Ken Rosenthal. He was talking about big at bats, all them in the World Series against the Dodgers, man on second, man on second, man on second. And it's it sounds compelling, right? But then you're like, well, how'd the play, how'd the runners get on first or second to begin with? Did they get steal a sign then? You know, it, it's just I, the whole thing is ridiculous because they have shown no contrition. And then the commissioner, and maybe this, let's just go ahead and do this now because otherwise we'll run out of time. Stand by for FTG. Okay. Wow. Here we go. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Here we go. It's you, uh, Rob Manfred. And then, of course, there's the last piece that's most important. Um, The public airing of what went on here is a form of discipline and maybe the most powerful deterrent no. of anything that we did here in yeah. terms of it's and- not that's not punishment it's like in princess bride inconceivable <laughs> i don't think you know what that word i think you think that word means something that it doesn't mean no no punishment is punishment either a suspension or a fine or both them being embarrassed or shamed totally different so to the biggest empty suit we've seen since Roger Goodell. Congratulations, Rob Manfred, baseball commissioner with his head in the fucking sand. You are my fuck that guy. <laughs> All right, Jay, who do you got for the week? Uh, so do you remember the Eddie Murphy, uh, in Eddie Murphy raw? He said he, he went to a club and, and got into a fight and he goes at the end of the, at the end of the fight, everybody in the club sued him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there was a picture for the, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Mike Bolsinger, who, uh, said that the Astros ruined his career, even though he had a, uh, ERA of six, <laughs> 6.5. Right. And he's suing the Astros for $31 million. A lot of these guys are now going to come out of the woodwork. Right. This was, this was the first one I saw. So to Mike Bolsinger and your $31 million lawsuit, fuck you. I really hate your ass right now. Honorable mention to John Beeline, who is already looking to get out of his Cavaliers deal and maybe go back to college. Who did he think, like, what did he think he was getting into when he left Michigan to go to the Cavaliers, other than money? I was going to say a lot of money from, what's the owner of the Cavs who's terrible? Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, he's horrible. The Comic Sans maniac, as I like to call him, with his stupid letters to LeBron. We're going to win a championship. Yeah, sure you are. All right, Jay, look, you think long and hard. And if you can make it out to Zabe Vegas, man, there'll be 70 really happy Zabe Vegas and Zabe cast listeners. If not, we'll just have to try another time, all right? You got time. You got a week. Thank you, sir. Give it a good hard week of thought, all right? All right. As you like to say, bye-bye now. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Still no word as this hour wraps up. On Ryan Newman, prayers up to him and his family. Let's hope it turns out okay.
Thanks for listening. Don't forget, Zave Vegas. Go to zave.com slash Vegas. Subscribe to Fridays as well. Get the full week of shows from me. I promise you will not be disappointed, and I appreciate all your support. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. You